Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Gems Podcast. I am your host, K-I-L-L-A, and today, another special guest with me. Um, not even going to bother wasting time on intros. I'm just going to get into it. It's my guy, Woe Dilly, yes. a.k.a. Caleb Webb. What's going on, my guy? Yes. How's it going, baby? How you doing? Man, like I, like I said, I'm taking it one day at a damn time, just trying to get 1% better each day. Uh, that that is my saying. I'm telling you, you should hear. I tell people all the time, like one day at a time. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. <laughs> all we can do. Absolutely. Um, so I like to start off every podcast, kind of just you know gauging like where my guest has been, you know how my guest has been doing and how they've been feeling over the last, say maybe like six months or so, or or maybe even you can just do like the maybe like the last thirty days. But on a scale of one to ten, how have you been physically? mentally and you know just like business wise like scale of one to ten ten being absolute perfect one being absolute shitty just let me know what's yeah um so so the way i typically do it i kind of look at several parts of my life domains me and me and my girl do this on like a weekly basis where we look at our life domains um like the 10 like health finances uh relationships spirituality and we break it down piece by piece. Health, 9.7. Um, I've been in the gym. I've been chewing. I've been eating like I've been eating like a dog. I've been very intense. It's been up. Um, Business-wise, it's different. Um, so I, I don't know if you know, right now I'm five months away from getting my master's in um, clinical mental health counseling. Oh, wow. So I'm about to be like a therapist. Yeah, I'm about to be a therapist. I'm, I'm five months away, but um, I, I have a business 2190, but I had to put everybody kind of on a pause mode because I'm at an internship. Oh, okay, and okay. the internship is intense. Huh. It is intense. Where, like, originally I got my undergrad degree in, in social work uh, and working in social services, I just didn't really like being in the fire. Right. Um, I, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. And when I see a lot of fires and a lot of intensity, it kind of messes with me. Mm-hmm. And my internship kind of offered the only opportunity to complete my hours. Like I was kind of like last minute. And it's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. So last 30, it's been a tough 30. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all I can talk. Gotcha. It's been a tough 30 days, but it's been a rewarding, experience-filled, developing new approaches, learning new experiences. It's been a learning 30 days, I can say. All right, all right. Hey, hey, as long as you learn something new every day, and as long as you're getting uh-huh. better. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of rolling right into like what my next kind of question would be is like, so for those who are tuning in maybe for the first time, and those who've been with us, you know that this is a self-improvement podcast. I emphasize that every time. So how do you go about self-improvement every day? Like what tactics, what resources, what are you using to get 1% better, you know, every day? I'm not going to lie. I just feel like improvement has always been something that I've been very, very dedicated about. So, um, Right. In going into mental health therapy, 
I'm assessing people and I'm helping them gain clarity on their lives as well as just helping them with their approach on a day-to-day struggle. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I work out, I'm constantly learning about um, different different approaches as far as like bodybuilding techniques, as far as functional training and stuff like that. Um, self-help books, I read those all. I've always been very eager about self-help books, but mm-hmm. anything else outside of it has never really piqued my interest. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just never really been kind of like my thing. Um, favorite book in the world, um, Highly Effective Habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, he talks about he talks about uh, just the power of habit in general and adopting and having different habits that you do on a consistent basis, eventually just becoming a part of your lifestyle. And um, gaining clarity um, is one of them. And I feel like it's been these past couple of years have been a lot about gaining clarity on where I want to take what I'm doing to like another place. So like self-awareness, development of self, that's just something that actively practice every day, every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't, I'm not like actively trying to get better. Sometimes my fault. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be going on a tangent. <laughs> if no, I leave us a little bit away. Believe me, no, you good. You look good, fam. Like, nah, please, like, share. Yeah. Share, share it all. No. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, um, yeah, no, that's that's cool, bro. Like, honestly, like, I, I honestly started picking up, like, practicing, like, new habits. I would say probably maybe, like, uh, I want to, I can't even front, maybe, like, last year or so. Like, even though, like, 2020 was, like, an eye-opener for me, but as far as, like, really, like, you know, adopting, like, heavy, like, everyday habits, like, okay, I need to crack down and really kind of start introducing, like, new elements in my life. It was probably, like, the end of, like, I want to say, yeah, probably end of 2021, early 2022 that I really kind of just got serious. Like, um, you know, I kind of just stopped, you know, being like outside is what we say, you know, just being outside. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, you know, I just started focusing on myself. I started like reading more. Cause I've always, I've always hated mm-hmm. reading. Like you, you can yeah. miss me of like reading and stuff like that. But you know, now I'm, I'm actually enjoying the books that I'm reading. Um, you know, obviously like I'm picking up more on like the podcast. So I'm always listening to something like yeah. every day on my drive uh-huh. to the gym, in the gym, leaving the gym, at crib yeah. like i spend more time on youtube yeah. than i probably do watching television now or watching sports so yeah yeah um, but you know that's absolutely that's me um i was gonna say question for you um i was gonna say yeah. when right that when COVID hit in in like 2020 did it did it change you what what I guess, like, I don't know, for a lot of people, it kind of made you, right, naturally take a step back and assess what you're doing just because, like, slow down. I'm just curious, like, as far as you, like, when, like, 2020 kind of hit, how did how did you, like, did you react? Did you change? Yeah. Did you? So, what actually, I had already had in mind, even before the pandemic had happened, when 2020 hit, I was like, okay, this is already, mm-hmm. like, a new kind of, this is a new decade I'm stepping into. 
So I already had in my mm-hmm. mind that I was like, I need to change like this decade, like 2020 yeah. to 2020 to 2030, like something different mm-hmm. has to be done. Like I'm not moving the same way as I was the last 10 years. Cause that was what 10, 2010 to 20, 2019. That was me in high yeah. school and in college. And maybe yeah. like the first like three years of adulting where I was kind of just, you know, kind of just still willy nilly, kind of just fooling around, you know, just still good, just on my bullshit there. Yeah. Um, but 2020, yeah. I was like, no, nah, I really, I really want to get it together. Like I want to change like my financial yeah. situation. Like I really want to get better. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to put myself, my family in like a way better position. Like, so yeah. before the pandemic happened, yeah, I had already had it in mind. It was just once it happened, it yeah. sped everything up for me. Like I was just taking mm-hmm. the time to try to figure out, okay, how am I going to go about this? Um, like I was just reading books and, and shit. And then like, yeah, the pandemic happened. And I was just like, oh shoot, damn. Like the world mm-hmm. shut down. Like it was just, it was just wild. So it really actually sped, sped things up for me. So, uh, you know, at first I, okay. I might've looked at the pandemic, like maybe slightly as like a, as like, um, as a crutch, but then I, you know, I, after maybe I could say maybe like the first like 30 days, 60 days, I was like, okay, maybe this is actually a blessing because, you know, now mm-hmm. I'm seeing that, okay, if this, if this is what the world is coming to, then I need to make the necessary adjustments and I need to move mm-hmm. and make moves now. So yeah, I'm not, I can't, yeah. I can't be behind the game. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what the pandemic did for me. Like it just... Yeah. It kind of just it just moved sped things up for me. It didn't really slow me down. It really I have to really have to evaluate too much, but um mm-hmm. definitely just put everything like fast forward for me. Yeah. So. No. Um I can definitely relate to that. Um in general. I think that the pandemic was just uh kind of like a G check. Mm-hmm. For like everybody was like, Oh snap, like okay, whoa, whoa, what are what am I doing? Why do I like doing that? <laughs> you know, it was, it was like it just hit me. And I'm like, okay. And I think I think that was another um, that was another period in which a lot of people started to reflect on themselves internally and started to like kind of like make these steps in general. So I can oh, yeah. very much agree with that. Yeah, um, like after like once the once the Y, because I was still working at the Y for maybe like more like more part time now because I had went into security full time and. Once the Y yeah. pushed me out, once the Y pushed me out for like four months, I was just like, okay, I'm yeah. um, okay, what, what am I going to do for cat? Well, I mean, obviously I still had like the full-time security, but I was just like, damn, yeah. like, I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones who didn't lose, like, lose like a job because I still yeah. had like, something else. Yeah. I was just like, all right, yeah. I got to find another way because this is, yeah, cause this is real. <laughs> so um, same thing, same thing. I used to, um. I was, a, I was a master trainer at LA Fitness. And um, so I had two jobs. I was a master trainer at LA Fitness. I'm also um, case manager at Maternity Gracefully. And when they kicked me out of LA Fitness, it was like, oh. <laughs> it was like, granted, like, I didn't lose everything because I had the other job. But, like, it was just, like, a, a another period in which I'm like, okay. Like, mm, I'm working part-time. And then as soon as, like, things alleviated, I was just like, oh, I don't need that. I'm like, I can actually take a step over here it's... and eventually get to get closer to my goal if I just kind of push that away. I think I was like shoving very similar to you. You do a lot of things and you are you are busy, right? You're active, you're moving. I 
very busy, very active. And sometimes I'm trying to take, I'm trying to get better at taking things off my plate in order to take the bigger step. And I think losing that job at LA Fitness was a way to take something off my plate so I can make a bigger stuff. No, I I hear that. Like, even, I think after, like, four months, like, I had went back from, like, July to, like, September. Mm-hmm. But after September, I was just, like, yeah. I had, I had pretty much figured, I had gotten to, like, network, market, network marketing at that point in time. And I was, like, yo, I can mm-hmm. make all this money right now a lot quicker than yeah. what you guys are paying me every yeah, two weeks. Exactly. I'm like, I'm making almost double that. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. yeah, after this. And then that's when I got into like stocks and I was like learning about like, you know, how to make money in the market. And I'm like, yo, yeah. I can't really make, I'm making way more money doing this than I am messing with y'all. So yeah. I gave, when I put in my yeah. two sets in September, I was just like, yo, yeah. it was good. I gave y'all good four years. It was a good four year run, yeah. but yeah. my time is up. I got to move on. I got to go mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, that's just, that's how that year went. <laughs> that was well, an interesting few you. months. But, uh, um, so I want to get into um, your, the music. Like, Will did, yeah. I kind of want to explore that that personality there and the 2190 yeah, wellness. Um, so first, kind of, we'll, 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 we'll start with the music first. Um. Yeah. So what, who were like your, what, I should say, we'll start off to this. What drove you into wanting to get into music? Like what, what was your like uh, inspiration for that? Big brother, Brandon. Um, so my brother, Brandon is, um, I have three siblings, um, oldest brother, Philip, uh, middle brother, Brandon, um, me, and then my younger sister. Oh, and my, my little brother Bryce. Sorry, good job. <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? But um, my brother Brandon has always been kind of like a quirky individual. He's always had his own like personality. People jump into this, people jump into this. Brandon got into music, and he had he. You could tell he was just kind of swimming in his like he was swimming. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's like everybody was like doing sports and all that. And Brandon was just found his niche and then he swam in it. And at nine years old, actually at eight years old, um, I just, I don't know. I saw that and I was like, oh, you could take this lane. Someone just kind of like opening the lane up to me. It was just kind of crazy. And then for, he wrote my first rap verse when I was like eight years old. And I went, <laughs> yep. I went. I went into Mrs. Good's class. Shout out Mrs. Good <laughs> in April, and I wrapped it in front of the class, and it just literally never stopped. It got ninth grade. I was writing. Fifth grade, I was rapping in front of the class. Sixth grade, I did a talent show. Seventh grade, I rapped in front of my school and at my city talent show. And then Jersey hit. Um, Jersey, for me, we moved to Jersey when I was in seventh grade. And for me, it was a little traumatic. <laughs> like, to say the least, um, I felt like while I was in Massachusetts, I was kind of like a popular kid. I used to, like, play basketball, rap. My brothers, like, kind of, like, were pretty popping in the city. So, like, I was their little brother and stuff like that. We moved to Jersey. And I went from like having a demographic of like, you know, 
not too many urban kids to my whole school was fucking thugging. <laughs> yo, my whole school was Yo, though, like to the point where like we had to wear uniforms because people didn't like the teachers didn't want people knowing like what gangs was what people were from and stuff like sure. that. So like when I went to that school, it was just another G check. <laughs> it was like, oh, so like I must not be the best rapper. I was like, oh, I'm not the best basketball player at my school. What are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? And just for me, it was just like a little bit of shock. However, I think having that little G check and then having the skills that I built up at that point, my music just started getting way more introspective. And I no longer was rapping for anyone else but myself. And what that kind of creative was like, I don't know. My music from that point on was just like, I don't care what no one in the world says. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I genuinely, genuinely feel I am one of the most powerful performers period. I feel like if you put me on a certain stage, you give me certain lights, you let me just, you give me a little bit of darkness. I don't care. Yo, I don't care. I, I, I watch my playbacks and I get goosebumps. I mean it. Like, and it's just because I'm swimming and I don't care about anybody else. I don't care if anyone likes my music. Like, right. there was a point where, like, I was making music for four years. Didn't show nobody. I got four years of music like in my archive that no one knows about because it's for me it's completely for me mm -hmm. and like i don't know i listen to my music by myself i'm in the gym and i'm listening to me music that people have never heard like music for me is like ah it's my first love it's my first love oh like oh it's my so, first uh, love are we, are we gonna get are we gonna get that for the streets is gonna get that like uh or is that gonna just no yo yo there's certain things yo there's certain things that like I, i'm just like it was a point where like I love music so much that it got to a point where, like, I low-key think I was going through situations in college, and I was trying to go through painful situations in college so I could write the best music. Yo, there was a point where, like, people, like, my friends were like, dog, you're kind of a masochist. Like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, yo, it's for the music. It was bad. It was bad. Yo, it was bad. But in all actuality, like, uh, it's my first love. It's my first love. That's all I can say. I love music. Like, uh, put, let me perform at any like I don't care. My fault. I, I go on a tangent. Nah, go, go I go on a tangent. But like, that's my love. That's my love. So Music, where? Period. So how did you? Whoa, Dilly. Is that? Am I pronouncing it correct? Right. Mm -hmm. So Ooh, how perfect, did you get? How did you come up with like that name? I'm kind of curious because it's like such such a like a name you would just yeah. never like think of, and I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, like, nah, it's nah. different. <laughs> so. So like um, coming up um, when I was young, I don't you ever heard the song Black Rob Whoa? Yeah. Like whoa. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. so like so like coming up, like but I don't know that song would come on and they'd be like, okay, Kate, okay, <laughs> and they would hype me up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then after a while, I was gonna say everybody just started calling me K Whoa, and like that was my name until low-key like 18. I want to say it used to be K-Well, right? My first mixtape that I ever um, dropped, I produced it, I engineered it, 
I recorded all the vocals and it was like very like isolated. Uh, Woe Dilly was kind of an evolution from K-Wo. K-Wo was kind of like a skinny, introverted music. And then, I don't know, one day my cousin was like, that's Woe Dilly. And I'm like, I'm like, it's Woe Dilly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt like a, it felt like an evolution of right. just like um, who I am. But people, some people just call me Woe. Most people just call me Woe. Woe Dilly is kind of like, I can't put Woe on like, I don't know, music and stuff like that. You put Woe. Several different things are gonna come up. Mm-hmm. Dilly, people been calling me Dilly. People call me Woe. People call me K Woe. People, kind of thing. But Woe Dilly is just like, I don't know. Felt right. It felt right. Someone called it. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Changes everything. Yo, so like, so now obviously like now I honestly I I learned I didn't learn really learn that you were like into like music and poppy until maybe like my. I want to say junior. That's when I think I yeah. is that is that when we met junior. Year? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I make music for me, and a lot of it I'm just quiet about. My, I'm yeah. quiet about it. I'm just trying to think. Like yeah. I like I like I knew you was like a real like you know like gym rat, gym addict, you know. But yeah. like the music, I don't think I really. Learned, I don't think I knew. I think I think it might have been junior year we met. It might have been either junior or maybe so. like so, I think sophomore year. I think I knew about you because you obviously you yeah. like hang around with like Ja and uh yeah. and Vlad too. So like yeah, but I don't think we, I don't think we were really like this yet. Like, we weren't like yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a squatted thing, but yeah, no. I think um around that time too. I think. I was just performing a little bit more on campus too, like mm-hmm. whether it be the UAT plays, whether it be um, the events and stuff like that. Yeah. So like yeah. it became a little bit more known, but I've never been someone that's been like a marketing genius and it's terrible. Cause that like music, that is, that's everything. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I literally think that marketing is 80, 85% of the game. I really do. You know what I mean? If you're able to put an image and you're able to put that song out enough and you get the right people to be like, yo, that song's a good song. Hell yeah. I really think I I marketing and in the the power of selling in general is America. It's the big staple. I'd be for the longest time, like I'd be I'd be trying to tell myself that I gotta be consistent about like mm-hmm. stay consistent. Like when I was pushing like well-being athletics and like my yeah. other brands, like and I had yeah. Alpha Killer Athletics back then, it was just hard yeah. for me to just really be consistent with like pushing it, like consistently, constantly marketing myself. I'm like, I shouldn't find this like so hard to market because it's like we market ourselves every damn day. Every day. So <laughs> why can I not push a brand that I created? Like, why am I not yeah. taking the same amount of time? Yeah. to mark myself and i'm not obviously we don't mark on ourselves like intentionally it's just like now that i created something now i have to do it so that way it can reach yeah. the and finally and I, was, I just wasn't being consistent yeah. with it but like you know it took me really some time to learn that yo if you want people to know who you are if you want people to tap in with push your product yeah you got you gotta be consistent with pushing the product push the service. It. It, doesn't, it doesn't stop it doesn't stop and but that I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm naturally just a pretty introverted person. I'm very like to myself. Like I've never been like I guess like when I was young, popular, but like like being pop. Nah, I was low key. I kept to myself. I didn't really want that attention, and now I'm just feeling like, oh, that's such a tool for your music. 
it was something that I guess I, I kind of started. I kind of started. But, like, it for me, it was never about that. Right. It was never about that. It was about creating the most emotionally evoking music I could make. Oh, speaking of a, a specific song, Brad, the MCH, yeah. Money, Cars, and Hoes, bro. So mm -hmm. every time, like, I literally faithfully, when you drop that, obviously, like, seeing the visual, the visual was dope. Yeah. Like, the visual was dope. <laughs> was dope right. that. Shout out to Dre Say. Dre Say. Oh, yeah, nah, yeah, yo, shout out to Dre Yeah, Say, yo, shout out to That's my guy. That's my guy. Oh, like, yeah, bro. Like, I remember, like, I remember, like, him telling me, like, she was like, yo, you literally just left the gym and, like, looking at the visual, just like, yo, this man's <laughs> blood is pumping. Like, you see the veins just, just out there, like I was just like, oh yeah, he, 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 like he just fresh out, like he just finished lifting, lifting. So, yeah. but I'm just curious, like obviously, like really, like tapping in with like the lyrics and like the, um, was that like a true, like a true story? Like that actually was like how you like came up or like living situation like that? Because I mean, I'm I'm all about rappers who are you know just yeah. like all about like substance and. You know, yeah. really about storytelling. So I was just like, I have to ask him, like, yo, like, was that like yeah. a true? That was a I can true. give you whole thing, whole thing. So um, the way that the song originally happened, right? There was this girl that I was just like kind of deeply infatuated with, right? I guess she was like kind of like the first girl that I really like. I don't know how to think for, and but she was just a girl from the suburbs, right? And I don't know, I, I, we were kind of like on like the falling off tip. And I just like, we were talking about music and she's like, oh, I can't stand rap. All it's about is like money, cars, and hoes. And I was just like, because I was so emotionally evoked and because, because of, right, we talked about it, what music kind of means to me in general. And what, like, you're talking to like nine-year-old Caleb that's in love with music. I was like, okay, you do have a point, right? It, it is about those bases, but like, if wait, you came this, from wait, this hold, girl, hold, 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 hold. This was at yeah. nine years old. You heard that she told you this? No, 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 no. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I've been, like, I've been, man, so, I've been, I've, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, music is so ingrained in me. Right, like, right, I was right. songwriting okay. at nine years. I was songwriting at nine years old. So, right. like, when you said that to me, and like, because I was so like, kind of like, I guess, emotionally to that girl, that kind of like, it really like turned it gotcha. right. Okay. It like turned it, and I was just like, okay, you got a point, but. If you came from that, you would kind of like understand, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and then I just, I got mad. I went home. I woke up the next day. I'm, I'm literally walking. So like, I didn't have a car for a very long time. <laughs> I was probably like, what, 20? I think I was like 22. I got my license at like 24, probably 23, 24. But like, I was walking to the bus to get on the bus to go to the gym and the instrumental right i was just listening to instrumentals just because like that's what i do and that song wrote itself that song wrote itself it was like it ah you had it oh like yo it yo it was dark as hell it was it was dark it was like it was like 5 a.m in the morning i was walking downtown salem to get on the bus to go to salem fitness and that song wrote itself. I got home. I finished that whole song in like 15, 20 minutes. It was scary. It was scary. But yeah, everything about that's true. Um, no disrespect. I had mice in my ceiling until I was like, what, 20, 
something. Yeah. <laughs> like, respect to my mom. Don't don't disrespect my mom. I love you. Don't be bad at me. Um, but yeah, mom, my mom got evicted. Um, my mom told me a story where like yeah, there was roaches in my baby's crib. All true. Sugar bread diet. Sugar bread used to be the shit. <laughs> like, let me stop eating. Sugar bread used to be like, people hate on sugar bread. Hot dogs, easy. Boil some water, put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Cereal, yeah. All the whole thing. The whole thing. I think also, like, I don't know. I, in that song, I was just able to, because I was infatuated, I was able to kind of like depict, like, oh, your life was this and this. But I really had to. I'm not going to say I'm from the slum slums because there's people that have been in certain certain traumas and certain things that like I could never right. I could I can't I can't take right um my mom did everything she could do she she gave me more than enough more than enough gifts more than enough gifts however I've seen it I've been through it and I really had to walk home with my head on a swivel I love my oh, brothers. That, yeah, that part, that, that part right no. there, I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, that was so fire, bro. The setup for I, it, I was just like, yo, that was so fire. I love my brothers. My brothers was really drug dealing. I love my mom. My mom was really doing night school while I was in high school. Everything. Yeah, no. No, one thing I can tell you, I don't, I don't write for people. You know what I mean? I, I'm not writing to, like, appeal to other people. I'm writing. Part of my sleeve, I write from me, period, period. Like I said, I've made four years of music. It's in the vault. No one else has heard it. It's literally for me. But that song, oh, yeah, I don't lie. I don't lie. Yeah, man, That's me. I, I, I literally felt like the like emotion. like, And honestly, but even when you like first dropped it, like I was playing it over and over and over again. <laughs> I didn't know that. This literally sounded, this is like absolute real like obviously like again like yeah. you, you obviously you know you know like my crew and stuff like that you know like jamari and yeah. like seth so you know like yep, yep. They, the yeah, music yeah, you know they, they it's like the hype music and stuff which i'm i'm not against it either but I've, I've always yeah. i've always since as like younger i've always been into artists who are literally just like they spit substance like you are a master yeah. of storytelling like i am i'm yeah. heavy on the j cole's and the in the in the Jay Z's and the Nas's like that, like the storytelling Absolutely. rappers, like Absolutely. those have always Absolutely. been like the the guys that I appeal to. So like hearing you do Me that too. song and then just like seeing the visual and the emotion behind it, I was like, whoa, yeah. shit! Like, yeah, I, I ain't been no, through it, but I, I I felt it. Like I yeah. was like I sat there, closed my eyes, and was just visualizing everything, and I ain't yeah. even been through it before, and I was like, yo. This is probably one of the realest joints that I've heard in a minute. So, thank mm-hmm. God. For I that, appreciate man. that. Thank God. I love that record so much, that. bro. I'm not going to lie. Anytime I perform it, I do. I be, like I said, I be blacking out. I be, yo, I don't know. I don't know. I love performing. It's been a minute since I performed. I'm not going to lie. I want to perform soon. I definitely want to perform soon. Because that, that feeling in general is like one of the... When you're when you're on stage and you're talking about your life and people are like, yeah, that's one of the most invigorating feelings like in the world, exactly. in the world. It's, it's just some, like some, somebody oh, out there can relate to it. They hear it, yeah. and they can relate. No. Man, so um, do you have any like new like projects that we're gonna be working on now or so? 
I know you said just um, like still well, like going, you know, like you're focusing a little bit more like on like a, yeah. you know, becoming like a therapy. But I just want to know like his music really like yeah, taking like a no, so, back burner or are you still looking to Um so hmm, I'm telling you, I I go back and forth with it all the time. Yeah, Jaw um, told me about that. Like he, I had an conversation, yeah. uh, conversation with Jaw probably a few weeks ago, and he was telling me he's like, "Yeah, man, I wish Caleb would just really just like lock in like on like the music because he's like, yeah, it's really a problem." But he just like, he he ain't yeah. really, he ain't he ain't turn really turned you know, it on yet. I I never wanted to be a famous ass rapper. It's just it's never been super duper intriguing to me. Um, I would love being a songwriter. Um, I would love to sit in my little room, um, write those emotionally invoking songs and get paid for it. However, um, a lot of that stuff has to have an audience. You have to consistently market. And um, I feel that sometimes that that can get in the way of what my career is. And in all actuality, I just want to, I want to help. You know what I mean? Like I write music for me, but music is like, it's therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily, um, I'm not really creating to like, I guess, build a, a crazy audience to get a big fan base to, to make a bunch of money and that monetizes off of it. It's just, it's never been intriguing to me. For me, it's been more of a release. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, I love music. Like I said, I'm passionate about it. Um, but like, it's just for me. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely made, um, yeah, I made an EP last year um, called Gym Music. That, I don't know if you heard it. But what do you say? Yeah, no, it's definitely like um, that was like more of a piece to be like, okay, I'm starting to kind of like you guys get a little bit of this, but <laughs> I'm really just about wellness in general, wellness in general, and music is my my personal therapeutic like wellness for me. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily. Yeah. I'm not really creating for like anyone else. Are you? Well, kind of rolling right into wellness. Twenty one ninety, wellness. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of just like give me like kind of like the backstory with like that there. I like. I mean, I I I clearly know that you have like a fitness background. Yeah. But like, what kind of, of led you? Kind of just give me like the backstory on like creating twenty one ninety. Yeah. Like, what's, what's um, I'll give you a little this? bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you know the twenty one ninety rule? I don't think so. Off the top of my head. So it's not. A lot of people do. So, um, they say it takes twenty one days for something to start becoming like a habit, and then it takes ninety days for it to be a lifestyle. I believe I have heard that. I believe I. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, that, like, that, that, um, that does ring a bell now. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just what it is is it's a collaborative program in which you are creating fitness habits as well as mental health therapeutic habits and you're creating certain things that you do on a consistent level. Once it becomes consistent, you just stack more on top, stack more on top. And 
it is carried out for about 90 days. Once you do it for 90 days, you're not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's it's right. such a part of you that it's, yep. like, it's like you wake up in the morning brushing your teeth, right? Sometimes, I don't know if you ever have like gone to the gym. It's to the point where I go to the gym and I don't remember driving to the gym. <laughs> like, like I'm an auto. No, I have my music blasting. I like once I pour that pre workout in my little cup and I get in the car, I turn the music on. I'm already at the gym. <laughs> I'm already there. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, I don't even drive there. I'm just literally on autopilot. I'm like, I'm not thinking. You know what I mean? And that is just kind of what that program is. It takes a while, right? Those first 21 days are like ah hard habits. Um, we're doing a lot of like therapeutic techniques such as cognitive behavioral therapy in which we're um, assisting in eliminating negative thinking. And we are building law of attraction using your, your words of affirmation to start believing in certain things and start accepting certain things as yours and in your life. And you just chip away, chip, 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 chipping away, chipping away. And eventually you get to a point where like, my clients don't even think about certain things. They're like, yeah, of course I'm doing that. I've been doing it. And they're like, oh, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but the, their epiphanies are hilarious to me. I love their epiphanies. They're like, oh, <laughs> yo, I really do that every day. You know, real talk. It's like a thing. And it's just, it's a, now that I've been in, um, now that I'm five months away from getting like my, my um, mental health and counseling, right? Um, I'm almost a therapist. And once I'm a therapist, it, it's just gonna turn up that that like that piece of it is really gonna kind of like I'm gonna be able to take it to another level. You know what I mean? I've been working with a lot of um, a lot of people at my internship, and I'm just getting more experience, learning how certain things work, dealing with certain traumas, understanding how to get clarity, understanding oh this may not work for this person because. They've gone through this situation and they associate this with that. You know what I mean? Kind of finagling it and tailoring it to a more individualized like character. I've definitely been these, like I said, these past 30 days, this this internship that I've been doing, it's been overwhelming. <laughs> it's been crazy. It's been a lot, but it is definitely gonna take my program to another level because I don't really know a lot of therapists that are that tuned into the personal training aspect of it and that have made it a collaborative program. I've, I've seen people say it, but I don't see a lot of people that have the professional and the expertise behind it to make it an actual thing. And that's what 2190 is. It's a wellness program that is taking physical fitness as well as mental health clarity and combining it into a collaborative program because they're so, they're so synonymous. They're so synonymous. Like fitness is, is, is all <laughs> mental. All mental, taking it to, a, to another level. All mental. It's all mental. I'm telling the members that every single time I'm, I'm there coaching at the studio, I'm telling them all the time. It's yeah. Just all in your head. Yeah. Like, all in your head. I got this one, this one member who sometimes like she knows she can do well, but like she sometimes mm -hmm. just be like, "Well, if you if you as the coach didn't get it done, then I damn for sure no, I can't get it done." I'm just like. You gotta, you really gotta stop thinking like that. Like, just because I didn't get it done doesn't mean that you can't get it done. Like, then even I don't care how hard 
the the workout or exercise was like i believe in every single one of my members that they can they can get it done i don't ever believe like and ever tell them like yeah i don't i don't think you'll get it done or like even if i don't like i'm just like go yeah just go yeah i don't care how yeah. slow you are about it just 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 go for it just go for it just go yeah so. yeah but like i think a lot of people just put that kind of that ceiling and they put that cap on on what they can do and and i i am a testament bro at 21 years old 20 i was tiny i was <laughs> i was let me not be disrespectful because other people may be at that point um, com- in comparison to to where I was going, I think that I, I was 150. I was six one and 150, and I was like, um, like in high school, not good at sports. You know what I mean? I tried out for the basketball team four years in a row. Four years, didn't make it. <laughs> didn't make it. I went, yo, I went to, I like uh, played football for a year. Trash, getting ran over as cornerback. Terrible. <laughs> But no, that's not that was terrible. <laughs> Straight up, yo, yo, that's what it is. I was is. like, yo, what your but, honestly, um, what your what your frame is, I, I would no, I wouldn't believe it. No, no, I, I would but, not believe I, it. So, I, like I said, like I didn't really like start getting like 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 the way that I am until I got to college. I think like before I got to college, I was just watching a bunch of Floyd. You know Floyd, obviously, right? Floyd, Floyd money, money with that. Okay, yeah, yeah, we do, and. Yo, his mentality was just, you can't tell him nothing. (laughs) Like, you couldn't tell him nothing. And I just, I don't know. I was just watching a bunch of videos before I went to college. And I told everybody, I was like, yo, I'm going to college and I'm getting big. I told everybody. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to college and I'm going to be a superhero. I don't care. I'm going to be a superhero. And I went to college, and I met my homie Roman. I ate food. I picked up stuff. I put it down. I ate food. I picked up things. I put it down. And then eventually, you just, after a while, just became a habit. And this is, I, I don't know, first working out and lifting is it's my life. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. Right. Like people are like, "Yo, have you stopped?" I'm like, "Oh, it's part of my life." It's once it got to like a habit, it's just like. It's like breathing. <laughs> I mean, exactly. like not going to jail. I can't. I, I could like never. I was like, I've been athletic. I've had this. This most of my. I've, luckily, I've been like blessed with like genetics, so I haven't had to do mm-hmm. too much building over my time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like up up until you know twenty eight. I haven't really had to do much lifting, and yeah. you know, I ain't really learned how to like properly lift until maybe mm-hmm. about like sixteen. So I've just been like almost like athletically like gifted you know, since like yeah. six years old. But then once yeah. I like really like learned how to like lift and like, you know, learn strength and conditioning, I was like, oh, yeah. nobody's going to be able to fuck with me if I, hey. <laughs> if I master lifting. Like, yo, like, oh, y'all letting me put okay. on size, yeah. if y'all letting me really learn how to put on all this muscle mass and, yeah. and still be like holding a good size and be at a good size weight, yeah. bro, it is over for a lot of you. It is over mm-hmm. for a lot. But I, it's, it's still sometimes where I, I, I still like I feel like I haven't really I haven't really fully mastered or really like come into my element just as yet because I know sometimes when I would play ball at five eight you know it's you know a little, little tougher 
um, yeah. to really, you know, to, to bully guys when, you know, like they yeah. like, yo, you look big as hell, but realistically, mm-hmm. I can't really, I can't really move nobody. Cause like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not like the stocky type. Like I'd be going against yeah, guys yeah. like my height and just, they just move Heavy. me. But like that, yeah. they got like that football body. I'm just like, I can't move you, but like, I can do everything else. Like I know I'm damn mm-hmm. for sure faster than your ass. I yeah. might not be able to move you. I might not be able to, you know, give you a little nudge in the chest. Yeah. You can feel it, but like mm-hmm. I, I'm there for sure. I can, I'll beat you in a foot race, yeah. a fast break oh, yeah. or something. But oh, yeah. that's just, you know, I, I'm blessed that I have to do too much. Like when I got to college, like that, my freshman year, it was yeah. probably I was ripping, and yeah, we were we were in the gym. Nah, we were in the gym every day. Like oh, me, Ray. <laughs> Jamari, yeah. Seth. Yeah. Seth wasn't Seth wasn't yeah. hanging around us too much, but like Eric, like yeah. Joe, even Joseph. I like, just remember y'all. Y'all, go eat. y'all was on the court like crazy. We was in there <laughs> yeah. every yeah. day, <laughs> like every freshman freshman year. We were like, fre- every damn day after class. We all go eat and we all go work out, and then we hoop for like three four hours in that in, in the in the gym. We, yo, we were yeah. in there every day, like it was. crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like I love that time because I was like, that's when I absolutely felt like I was like invincible, like yeah. wise. Like I felt like I just yeah. I couldn't stop. And then yeah, I kind of just slightly went down, just slightly yeah. went downhill. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm, I'm finding my way back up. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, what a time. Um, what a so. Time. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> What a time, bro! It was a great I still, time. I still, I still, I still remember our our, our little three on three, <laughs> um, where we was kind of running when, when we want to see who the, who the best three man group was. So we had. Yo, I me, don't remember me, that. Me, yo, me, me, you, know, you don't remember that? I don't me, remember that. Me, Seth, I don't. me, Seth, and Jamari versus you, Ja, and Black. Ja, and Black. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. I don't uh, remember I mean, it at all. Nah, I, mean, like, I love that because yeah. that, that three on three at the time oh, yeah. was like literally. I remember like when we was playing that three on three, like it was hilarious because we was like really yeah. going at each other, just really talking shit to each other. Like I can imagine. I can really imagine. See, like all right, who who really got the dominant? Big who, three? who going like, with this? Who, who's the? I'll probably one. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all was better. Y'all was better at ball. <laughs> Straight up, y'all was better at ball. <laughs> But y'all still beat us. That's the problem. Like, that's that's yeah. why I'm still heated at the fact that we didn't that we really didn't get one off on y'all. Like, I'm heated. I'm still heated about that. Like, we really didn't get one off yeah. on y'all. Like, we knew we knew all three of us knew that we were better than all three of you. But we yeah. just I don't know what Very the fuck that we, we, there was no way that I'll we didn't you, get one off. I can't shoot a lick, but I can play some damn defense. I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> Yo, that's that's one thing. My long arms is like that, yo. I can play some defense, bro. I, yo, I can't ball a lick. Real talk. Give me a lamp. Just bounce off the backboard. Go like 70 right, right. feet. But like, nah. Nah. Oh, my gosh. Good <laughs> talk. Um, so I have a recurring segment on my yeah. show called Game. It's called it's a Gems About Me. So what I'll do okay. is, is I'll ask you a question or – Yep. Uh, it'll be like a, I'll say a statement and you just fill in the blank, right? None of your answers will be right. judged here, you know. You, uh, answer them however you, however you please. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so, first one is, my name is and I am. My name is Caleb. Um, 
I am wholeheartedly passionate. I found out my name means wholeheartedly. Um, my, my name is Caleb Malik, right? And it's whole, wholeheartedly king. And I'm like, mom, you named me wholeheartedly king? And she's like, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I believe in wholeheartedly. When I do something, I dive. I dive. Um, first thing I do in the morning is move. Uh, like usually, as of recently, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Like uh, this, this may be terrible, right? Don't don't put this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes I'll get up and I'll just leave, whether it be straight to the gym or whether it be training a client. Sometimes I'm just like I get up and I go. I do a lot right now um i have two jobs i have an internship i have a business and i'm in a relationship and it just takes all oh and i'm a full-time graduate student and it literally like yeah I'm, I'm, i just move I, like i don't even like get to really think all right um early bird or night owl Originally night owl. I'll say night owl. Definitely. To cope with stress, I work out. Throw things around. There yeah. Mm -hmm. Fitness or music. <sighs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Yo, unfortunately, music. Yo, the, the thing is, if I ever worked out without music, I'm trash. <laughs> like, you know, I'm trash. My workouts are, are hee-haw ass. <laughs> Literally. Yo, if I if I if the music ain't like going off, I'm not throwing up when I'm throwing up. But like when those 808s are hitting and I got certain cadences yelling in my ear, oh, oh, one of the most mm, yeah, music, fortunately. Alright. Um Last one. I don't like that question though. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Hey, I had I gotta get somebody. I gotta get you somehow. Yeah, um, you got me. You got me. <laughs> so last one here. I'm manifesting for 2023. Money. 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 Big business. Um, the development of what I've been creating for the past couple years now. Um, I'm gonna graduate by that time. And once I'm an official therapist, I feel like my I'm going to be able to take my program into businesses that already have gyms within their facilities. And I'm going to be able to offer collaborative programs. And I want to create security for my future family. All right. So, agreed, oh. agreed. All right. Um, just a couple more yeah. things I want to ask. Um, yeah. So do your journey so far um what have you learned about yourself and what are you still currently making improvements on and that can be in regard um, to you just as like a man um as a trainer yeah. as an artist yeah. you know just kind of yeah. like what have you learned so far and then like what are you still improving on um one thing that I've learned so far is through my journey, I learned that I am a servant. And when I say a servant, I 
am eager to help people. I'm eager about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm passionate about helping people. Anything I've ever done has always been in the field of how do I help people develop further? You know what I mean? Like I, I went to school originally for social work because I didn't necessarily care about how much money I made. I was like, yo, if I'm helping people, I'm going to be straight. I know that if I'm doing stuff for other people, I'm going to be good. And then it got to a point where it's like, yo, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help people. You know? mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna be running on empty. Exactly. And then, to yourself first. Yeah. And then after right social work didn't really go the way that I wanted to, I was like, okay, I love fitness. I can help people become better physically, right? If I'm helping them become better physically, I'm going to do that. So then I got my um, national, the NASM personal trainer certificate, and I was serving people that way. And then I noticed while I was doing personal training, I was like, I'm doing therapy, right? <laughs> when you're having these one-on-one sessions with people that are coming home from work and they're telling you your problems, right? I've naturally just been always like very empathetic, very in tune with emotions. It could be part of the music thing, but like I've always kind of been, that's always been my realm. And then I was like, the pandemic hit and I was like, I'm going to become a therapist. I was like, this is my calling. That, that's why I originally wanted to do, but getting a master's degree was so far fetched mm-hmm. for me. Um, like I don't really know people in my family that have a bachelor's degree. You know what I mean? Like, um, so like when I saw you had to get your master's to get that done, I was like, there's no way I can do it. I'm like, let me just go for social work. Social work isn't like that same realm, but it got to a point where I was like, no, I'm, I'm doing it. Shout out to my guy, Joe, but um, my guy, Joe Dinner Hicks, because he got his master's degree and he was like, hey, get it done. And I'm just like, get it done. And it's here, man. It's here. It's less than five months away. And right, my guy. Keep I'm, oh, Keep I'm so eager. Yo, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's coming. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. So, um, what gems, I want you to kind of just provide, like, what gems would you give to those who are, like, looking to either become um, a music artist or even mm-hmm. kind of just get into, you know, the, like, the fitness industry is, like, becoming, like, a trainer and doing, like, the therapy, yeah. kind of like the therapist, too. Like, what would you, what gems would you give to those, like, maybe looking to, um possibly, you know, get into those fields? I think there's two gems in life that I am really like, um, they have changed my life. Gem number one is the more you know about yourself, the more self-awareness you have, the more dominant you're going to be in life, right? The more clarity that you have upon understanding how you operate and how you function and understanding the traumas that have may have corrected you and pushed you this way to understanding the tendencies that you have, the more self-awareness that you have and how you respond to certain things, the more dominant in life you're going to be. You're going to be like, oh, I know I'm a little bit sensitive to that. So if I go down that angle, I'm going to do this and it's going to probably turn me over here. Just having a a self-awareness in general of who you are, what you stand for, that's key number one. Um, number two, the secret law of attraction, the way that you speak to yourself, 
the visions that you see, the creating that goal, creating that vision, understanding what it's going to look like, seeing it before it happens, talking to yourself in a, in a certain manner, um, limiting your negative, your negative thinking in general, having more affirmations. If you could do those two, I really am a believer you could do it all. If you could do those two, if you have a self-awareness of who you are and you know where you want to go and you have clarity on what it looks like, you can do it, period, period. And that applies to that applies to people that want a personal training, that applies to people that want to go into therapy. If you have a vision of what you want to do and you eliminate yourself thinking and you have a self-awareness of what it's good, you're good. You're good at life. And those two... Those two are, are foundational of what I stand on. Heard you. I love that, bro. I love that. Wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just quickly before we end off, um, kind of just plug your all, all your socials. Any yeah. anything you got going? Yeah. Your music. You kind of just plug yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So. Um, uh, Right now, I'm not going to lie, business is a little bit on pause. Like I said, I got to get the degree first, and I love everybody, but um, 2190wellness.com, 2190wellness.com, that is my website if you would want to get a one-on-one collaborative program right now. Like I said, um, can't take anybody on, but eventually, once I get that degree, it's up. Um, you can find my Instagram, well, wellness. Um, I am a wellness professional. Um, I am constantly evolving in that field in general, and I'm going to go places. Um, music, whoa, Dilly. Um, whoa, Dilly. If you just look it up, that's all I can tell people. Um, I, I know me, the, the way that I release in general is just, if I feel like I said, it's not for anybody. It's more from the heart. So like when I release, it's just, that's what, that's what I feel like God is just calling me to do. He's like, yo, put that out, put that out. So like that, I can't give anybody any timely stuff. You know what I mean? I dropped a song called Half Broken. Um, and it's talking about the perspective of a black man in general that has several different factors in him loving. Um, for instance, the first bar is my ex got me making love to women. I'm not a love lit, right? So just like kind of like being a little bit torn and it messing up your future relationships and what you're trying to build, right? If you haven't healed, if you haven't tried to heal in general, have broken, whoa, Dilly. I released music for me. <laughs> and yeah, I guess those three. Whoa, wellness, whoa, Dilly, 2190.com. That's where you can find me. There you have it, folks. Another great episode of the Millennial Gems podcast. Make sure y'all Absolutely. stay blessed, stay gemmed up. And also, quickly, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. Do Turn that. Those post notifications. Do and that. Make sure you follow the Instagram page at Millennial Gems Podcast. Just make sure you're staying up to date about when episodes drop and about future merch that will be coming out soon. So Absolutely. stay blessed. Absolutely. Stay gemmed up.